0: A singularity is a place in science where the laws of physics and our mathematics break down. A spiritual singularity is a place where our religious or spiritual beliefs break down and we are scared or unable to live beyond those beliefs. I'm Rob Durlich and this is the Into the Singularity podcast. Much like going into the unknown of a black hole, this podcast is about going into those singularities and in having the courage to do so, may we discover the truth that lies on the other side and the spiritual freedom that is available to us all. Episode six is about why. Why am I doing this podcast? Why am I creating the content that I'm creating on social media? Why am I spending time creating all of this? What's the point? What's the reason? I think it's important that each of us know our why and what we're doing. This really is what the podcast is all about, is know your why. Why do you believe what you believe? Because, and the reason I created this is because there was a point in time I did not know. I did not know my why. I didn't know why I was going to church every Sunday. I didn't know why I was opening my Bible, then at the end, hardly opening it. I didn't know why I was praying some of the prayers that I was praying or singing some of the songs that I was singing. I didn't know my why think that's one of the biggest questions that we all have to answer and unfortunately there's no shortcut we all have a unique journey to discover that exact thing to discover your why in other words your purpose the meaning of why you're here and there's a lot of esoteric thoughts behind that there's universal purpose we all have a a certain certain connection to the universe to god that we all seek in some capacity that we all Need that we all desire. But there's a unique purpose to us as well, to who we individually are. And that is based upon our history. It is based on where we come from, The, the life that we've already lived, the good, the bad, the ugly. It is based on that thread that comes all the way through all of that. And this is why I'm doing this podcast and creating this content, because I once was lost. I once was in the middle of the church, lost in the crowd. I tried four different churches. I'm going to talk about my history on my next episode in more detail through that journey. But I was a person in the crowd trying to figure out why I was there. And I want to create this content for those of you that are asking that exact question. Why am I here? Why am I standing in this church? Why am I standing in the middle of these belief systems? Why am I worshiping the way that I'm worshiping? Why do I have the doubts that I have? Why? Because we're taught never to have a why. Never ask why. Just obey God and do. Right? Study God. Read about God. Learn God. Pray to God. But don't ask why. And because once you start asking why, all kinds of things start to flood in. And that's good. That is part of the journey. But it becomes disorienting very, very fast. And I was disoriented for a number of years. Went through a dark night of the soul myself. Went through depression because the God that, as I understand, stood God to be, the reality of God, which is the reality of all things, was taught to me and presented to me a very certain and particular way. And then once I had severe doubts about that, my whole version of reality just disappeared. I was in a black room in a fog. I was without light. And I want to talk about those things because a lot of us are going through them or starting to go through them or have been through them. And I think it's good. I think it goes to who we are and where we are going and what really we desire when it comes to spirituality. When it comes to the nature of God and the nature of who we are, people are searching. I was searching. And I hope that this podcast is just a little light along that journey, a journey of many lights, of many other people, of many other thoughts, of many other impacts to you. I just want to be one of them. I pray that I am one of them. Hope without purpose. That's where I was at in the church. That's where I was at in my Christian faith. I had a lot of hope in these beliefs, but I had lost purpose. I was riding on people's, other people's purpose, doing what they said God's will was, but it wasn't my purpose. It had to be all deconstructed, it had to be all let go of, ripped away so that I can discover my purpose. The reason I am here, void of the things that I was told to be, void of the things that I was told to, how I was told to act and what to say. Hope without purpose, just going through the conformity. That's what I was doing, especially at the very end. Just conforming to the hyped message of that day, the hype song and that service yet the corest part of my being was still lost still searching still in a fog i didn't know it because what i had was a synthetic identity of who i was a production built upon man's idea of what god is built upon this system of men and men and men and yes many women as well all with this pr- particular image and particular experience of who they thought God was. And to them, it may have been real, but it wasn't mine. They may have had the greatest encounters with God, but it wasn't mine. I can't judge them. I can't say that theirs was false. But the system, once it's all added up, once it's all rolled up, once you add all the churches together and all the sermons and all the production and everything together, it does become a synthetic feeling to it. I look and read the words of Jesus. And I didn't for a very, very long time. And when I do read them, I read them extremely differently now. Because what was presented to me in my history with church, in my history with Christianity, was really essentially a synthetic Jesus, a hologram of who Jesus was. And I read it now. And then I drive around town. and look at the mega churches in my town of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I look at the millions of small to medium churches in between that. Because this town sure has plenty of them. It just feels synthetic. It feels off. It feels like a production. We are all playing this massive Orchestra that we call Christianity. And I am i was left, and I can only speak to myself and to those that I've talked to that have felt this way, but I was left feeling there's something more real out there. There's something else that is more alive than what this is. And those are the things that I want to talk about. That is what's driving me to turn my camera on And to speak into nothingness other than those that end up watching this on the other side of the internet. And for those that do, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. I appreciate taking a moment. At the end of the day, I've come to the conclusion really a couple years ago. And I still stand by this conclusion. The cross is broken. What we know as Christianity today is, in fact, broken. Now, you might find that one church that is just life-giving and it's beautiful. And I, I love that. But as a whole, as a system, as a collective, the cross is broken. What's being produced and called the religion of Jesus Christ, Christianity, especially evangelical mainstream Christianity that you find in most towns and in most cities, some ranging from 10,000, 20,000 people to a small church of a couple hundred. The cross is broken, meaning this. When I say the cross is broken, that the impact of Jesus and the death of Jesus and what it was built on, the Christian doctrine was built on, is broken. It no longer has the impact that it was designed to have. There's a couple of reasons for that, and some of that I'm going to get into next week. But it's no longer working. When something no longer is working, it is broken. Now, I'm not here to get into the doctrine in this particular episode, but I just want to hold that thought a little bit, that it's the system that I'm referring to. I'm, I'm referring to the collective. I'm referring to the production. I'm referring to the it of Christianity. Go find all the popular churches and scroll through the Instagram feed. I went to one of the mega churches in my town and it was interesting because I'm watching the worship clip that they had on Instagram and there's smoke coming out from behind the drummer. As if that makes us more spiritual. Now, I like a good show and I like production and I like all of those different things, but and that is fine. It's not to judge that it's. Just basically say, are we masking through production the very thing we need, and we can't feel it? And then when we get a wisp of that feeling that there's something more, there's something else, we get a little confused, we get a little nervous, we maybe talk to somebody and they go, Satan's tempting you. Stay strong with the faith, but it won't, it won't relent. That feeling will not relent. It won't go away. And this is where I was a number of years ago. I stood in the back of this church of my church that I was attending when this all started unravel. And I just stood there listening to this pastor who was, I just don't want to judge a particular person, but I was just left going, what is going on? how is this drawing me closer to God? How is this drawing me closer to Jesus that the man was preaching about? And I looked at the audience all yelling amen and praising God and whooping it up and just eating it all. But I was left just even more empty. And I went on a long journey from that moment to where I am today. And part of that, a big part of that, once the noise of it all left, was what is my purpose? What am I here to do? What is my path? Who am I here to be? What am I here to experience? And that, that is when life became exciting. Well, it we got interesting for a while. It doesn't mean that life got easier. Life became exciting. I was felt I was, for the first time, pulled in a direction, pulled towards something, something that I could sense, something that I could see. But I felt there was no one on the planet that had gone through what I was going through. So that's another reason why I want to create this. Because if we can just learn to help each other a little bit along each other's journeys, it makes it so much easier you know this path that we're on the church has taught us to to look back at that path with a view of that it was mistakes along the way that there was sin and shame and guilt along the way but then they we have the life jacket of jesus dying for our sins and washing them all away and so We tend to look at our past as just bad. And then when we get confused later on in life, we view these things as mistakes. And we maybe not even put language to it because we've been programmed to not do that. But if we're honest with ourselves inside our soul, we just have this sense that we fucked it up. How can God put us back on on a right path? Look at my life today. This happened and that happened, and I was—I made decisions that caused me to go astray. Right? We've heard these words in our church, but yet I feel like I have no purpose, and this this church, the spirituality that's being presented—it's just something is missing. So what do I do? I have fucked up my life. I don't feel like I belong anywhere in a, in the church. What do I do? Well, good news. What I've discovered, there were no mistakes. In fact, what if it was part of your journey the whole time? No mistakes. Maybe not ideal, right? Because we, we project what life is supposed to be and we're told, what life is supposed to be especially by those that have the religious authorities and the voices that we listen to but what happens if we didn't make a mistake what happens if that is literally the path we were supposed to be on take take god's will out of it the confusing language of god's will that the church uses so often without not even understanding it take that away because you were born into a place you didn't understand you didn't have choice in you made decisions based on what you knew what you thought best at that time for what you needed and maybe looking back on it you would do it differently but that's only because you're looking back on it it's only because you have the benefit of the wisdom you have today but back at that moment you were doing the best you could you were doing absolutely what you knew to do. Because inside you were all these desires or all these things bouncing around that you were told are carnal, that you were told are bad, and you need to be be this particular person in order for God to be happy with you. And you didn't follow that. Why didn't you follow that? It's because you were never meant to be that production, that synthetic person that the church wanted you to be. And so while. There are decisions that maybe made life a little more challenging. What happens if it was part of your path? Because the one thing we can't understand is how things get alchemized. The church calls that word redemption. But redemption has this has this has this guilt attached to it. It has this sting of sin and shame. How about we use the term alchemy? The transformation from one place to another without judgment of what it was, only that we are transforming into something new. And that what was was part of my path, and now what is is part of my path, and what will be is part of my path. And this right now, this transition area of growth, while it is unsettling and it is foggy, is exactly where I need to be. That my past is not full of sin and shame. It is my past. It is what I I did, it is how I lived, and maybe I wouldn't make those decisions today, but I am here because I want something more. I know there's something more, and I'm going to ask you right now, don't settle. Don't settle for a production, don't settle for a synthetic method of spirituality, because God has been with you the whole time. Down that path that you were on that you think was riddled with mistakes, God has been with you the whole time. The whole time. And he's just helping you go forward. God is helping you go forward. Holding your hand along the way. Guiding you. Letting you explore. Helping you. To find your way. Through the fog. Through the mystery. Through the things that we can't see. To discover who you deeply and truly are so don't give up. Your purpose, your unique purpose matters. It matters to the world. There's an esoteric version, the one that's bigger than everything. And I'm going to eventually get into those subjects about why we're all here and what's the meaning of life in, in the bigger picture of why God created us and what is evil and what is good. But there is still a very unique path for you, for who you are. And it has to do with how you have, how you have lived and what your life has been to this point. And everything that that is is beautiful. And everything that you are today is beautiful and everything you will be is beautiful. What's hard is when we're lost and what's even harder is when we settle back to conformity. So don't conform. Let's move forward into our why. Let's have an understanding that maybe it is all meant for good. Alchemy. To alchemize what was into what it can be. Alchemy is this old term for mystical people transforming metals into something that was more beautiful. And it's a spiritual term that can get a little wonky, but there's still, there's still, there's still a spiritual truth that's there about transformation. We start with something that's maybe not so valuable. Maybe it's more basic. Maybe there's some flaws in it, but it goes through the fire. It goes through the, through the heat and through the melt. And on the other side, Out comes something beautiful, that more beautiful than you can have ever imagined. But it it only came because of who you are, who you were. There is no mistakes. There's only your path. There's no right or wrong. Only the path that leads you home. So I hope you find your home. The place where you're comfortable. The place where you feel that there's deep in your soul. Is meaning and purpose. That maybe don't have all the answers as to why you're here and what you and why you've gone through what you've gone through. But there is a place of purpose now, a place of deep, of deep peace. And I hesitate to use the word peace because peace is, we think of peace as just calm. And that's not the life of purpose. It's not going to be calm. At times it will be calm, but you can be at peace, meaning you know you're on your path and that is peace doesn't mean it's not storm ridden doesn't mean that there aren't st- storms that are disrupting the calmness that we ideally would like to have but you're at peace because you have a place that's you're 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 driving towards that's pulling you and you can see a light off in the distance and you're walking toward it And you know that you're held along the way by the divine God of all things, the universe, and every force and power that is there, that is aligning for your benefit, that is working towards you becoming brighter. So what is your why? Have you found it? Do you think it's hopeless to even find your why? And if so, why is that? Who told you that? Because it is my experience, and from the things that I've lived and the things that I've seen, your why has never left you, your purpose has never left you, no matter how you think you've lived and the decisions you've made, and how far you strayed from what you were told to be, your purpose is still very much alive, your why is still very much alive and inside you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Also, for more content, please follow me on Instagram at Rob Derlich, R-O-B-D-R-L-I-C-H. Also, visit me at RobDerlich.com, R-O-B-D-R-L-I-C-H.com.